I'm Eddie. I'm Sammy. And this is Housewarming Party. Happy New Year. It's our first podcast of the new year and technically the new decade because some people consider 2020 the end of the 2010s. I'm not of that camp, but for those of you who celebrate the end of the the beginning of the 2020s, happy new decade. And we um, trimmed the tree, Mm. lit the lights. Mm. And went to the zoo for the sights. Aw, you made it rhyme. <laughs> starting I here. See what you did. Starting there. now. Um, and we saw a falcon on our morning walk. Yes, we did. Son of Pale Mail. Do you have a favorite moment from our holidays? <gasps> yes. Um, I think I liked going over to Jason's house. Uh, Jason is is in our bubble. I think that that's what people are calling it now. Mm. When you have those like select group of people, that it's like, okay. Trust that they've been socially distant and, and tested negative. Um, that was a lot of fun. That we did uh, on Christmas evening. Um, oh, yeah. And then we did go see your family a couple days after that. Um, that was fun, too. I really yeah. enjoyed that. How about you? Um, God. It's so funny because there are so many things kind of going on those during those weeks, I think, in terms of um, I have to say, some of our new traditions, the making the cookies mm. and decorating the cookies was a whole lot of oh, fun. Oh, man, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. We did, like, a Nailed It challenge where we did, like, gingerbread portraits of each other. They were cute. Yeah. They came out really well. We'll post pictures in the show notes. You can't do that. <laughs> we'll describe them in the show notes. You can't do that. You can, but you can't make me do that. <laughs> I write the description. <laughs> you do it. <laughs> Paint us a paint us a portrait with your words, Edward. Um, no, it's a, it was a good, yeah. fun Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. Do you have a favorite? Um, it's so funny in terms of gift giving and receiving. I love the fact that we got each other the same book. Yes, we did. Inspired we by another did. podcast that we yeah. both. Look, enjoyed. they don't pay us. <laughs> Which is why I didn't mention them Thank by you. name. Thank you. But I did like. A surprise, and I love the fact that our last podcast, for those of you who are listening in order, uh-huh. um, we gave some hints, mm-hmm. and so I feel like we should probably give the answers. If you hear that noise in the background, that's our cat deciding boxes are better than toys. Or God. is that the toy toy? What if, um, I hope it is. I would like to see him playing with the actual toy. Thank you. Because happy holidays to- Happy holidays to- our cats. Happy Meowdays. Happy Totoro. Okay. Me, wow. Um, what did you ask me? <laughs> if you had any kind of favorite gifts that you gave. Yeah, so um, he got, I mean, on the last episode, you got yours right on the, you, you got the exact thing that is a, um, it's a book from birthday.co. Uh, I don't know why. I, they don't pay us either. Um, but it, it's like your, it gives you like part of your birth chart. The book is really cute. It gives you part of your birth chart, which I think is like, for me, the only bummer is that like, I, it would be cool to get the whole thing. Um, it gives you your sun, moon, rising, and then Mercury, Mars, and Venus. Um, and so I got him one that was personalized for him. And then uh, his actually ended up being um, uh, some graphic novels from another podcast that does not pay us. Mm-hmm. Um, so won't we won't say their names, but I'll say birthday.co because whatever, support local business or, or something, small business. Anyway, um, I think my favorite gift for you was a book called uh, Accidentally Wes Anderson. Um, which, if if you all like, don't know what that is. Accidentally, Wes Anderson. Uh, it the book is based off of like a blog 
um, that ended up becoming like at first it was just this one guy who would like take photos of like random locations that he would see on road trips and be like this accidentally looks like it could be in a Wes Anderson movie um, and then it became like an online community of people who were like hey I saw this in my country in my state in my hometown in my whatever this looks like it could be in a Wes Anderson movie and then the book is a compilation um, of a lot of those photos from around the world as well as like a story for the photo and the place um, you know the history of the, the like location itself with a foreword by Wes Anderson basically saying like Wow, I didn't know a bunch of people were just going around the world saying this looks like it could be in my movie. Now I have a checklist of things to, to go visit, see. Yeah, to go see. And the Joyce Theater. And the Joyce um, Theater is on it. There. Mm-hmm. It's a gorgeous photo of it. Yeah, I almost didn't recognize it. It's the like it's it's not just the place, but like the photo of the place that makes it feel like this could be in a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. Um, so that's yeah, I'm I'm proud of that one. He really he likes that sort of mid century modern and Wes Anderson aesthetic. Um, and so when I, when I saw that there was a book about it, I, uh, had to get it for you. I loved it. Yeah. How about you? I love the fact that your, um, Mm. theme was things that we've seen together. Yeah. And my theme for you was a few of your favorite things. Aw, shucks. (laughs) We just love each other so much, don't we? How about you? Did you have a, a favorite gift that you were particularly proud of? Um, definitely the ones that we, um... The one that, that um, we both gave each other. Uh-huh. Um, beyond that, um, I don't know. I like watching your face. I like um, the. Um, I wasn't sure how you, re- if you remembered, that I've been tracking things that you like for like months. Yes. And so the you um, study me. I feel like living with with me is like some anthropological study. Sometimes he takes a shower in the morning. Sometimes at night, sometimes not at all. He likes this author. He likes this artist. He likes to read. Sometimes tarot. he eats cereal. He has a tarot deck <laughs> that he uses exclusively. Maybe he'll like another one. I'm gonna get him the Salvador Dali. Um, oh, deck. he gave me the Salvador Dali tarot deck, and I love it. Oh, I'm just like staring at it. I'm too afraid to even use it. It comes with a book, even, and I'm just like, I'm too afraid to even like open the books. I don't want to crack the spine, and I just want to. Oh, I'm just staring at it, I'm, but I'm very happy to have it. I know it sounds like not, but I'm very, very happy to have it. Like, when I, when I saw that that's what it was, I just... Yay. It was so good. Thank you, honey. I know it's so personal. Um, I wasn't sure if it's something that you would want. Multiple decks, if you would just want... I, I think you did much. mention it once, even... I've, yeah, no, I, you, you have been studying me. Surprise! Sometimes he likes to drink cream soda... This disgusts and confuses me. <laughs> you sound like a Wes Anderson movie now. Do I really? He doesn't pay us. Why are okay? You know what? <laughs> cool. Now it's time for an icebreaker. It's <laughs> such aggressive energy for the new year. Each episode, we'll pick a question from one of our icebreaker cards and take turns answering the question on that card. If you want to play along at home, you can send us your answer at housewarmingpartypod at gmail.com and we'll read it on next week's episode. Today's question is, what was your favorite game to play as a child? (gasps) Game defined broadly. It doesn't have to be a board game. It could be something like, you know, an active game or a pretend play or something you did alone, something you did with others. Whoa. Um, is that too broad? Maybe. We gotta, we gotta dial it back down. Um, no, you know what? Actually, cause I don't know if this was my favorite, favorite game. I was, I was not the most social kid, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I did play games, and I played outside a lot. Um, and playing outside was fun. I always, I always had more fun when it was like more of an organized game, up to a point. Uh, I did like kickball. I did like freeze tag. Um, I liked the run around games that like kind of exhaust some energy until um, I got my collarbone broken. Um, did I know this? Did you know this? I must have told you. I actually I think must I heard the story you. at Christmas, at Thanksgiving. I must have told you. Yeah, uh, was playing freeze tag with uh, the kids in my neighborhood, and um, our mailbox was home base, and. Our original mailbox was the mailbox was metal. Um, it was like a it was kind of pliable metal. It was not like a really hard 
uh, metal, um, and then the post was wood, and it, it was a thick post that kind of like ended in this decorative spike. Um, and uh, that was that was like the common um, mailbox for each of the houses in the mm-hmm. development at mm-hmm. the time, and then people got their own mailboxes because whatever. Um, and my neighbor's brother, it's also my neighbor, um, <laughs> was it, whatever, he wasn't my friend. After this, he definitely wasn't my friend. Uh, and I was able to outrun him, and like I was excited about that. Um, and I don't even remember like having a moment to like even like gloat about it. I just remember being able to outrun him and hit the base and just like having an oh yeah kind of a moment. Um, and then he grabbed me by the shoulders, oui. uh, pulled me back, and then shoved me into the mailbox. Um, and my collarbone hit the spike um, and broke the fucking mail. Like the the um, the mailbox actually like dented and then fell off of the the like the post in the ground. Um, which literally sounds like a scene from X Men, where like, it, like he shoves you into the, the mailbox. The actual the mailbox like broke. literally the force of, of me being thrown into the ground like broke the mailbox. Oh my god! Um, and allegedly, I don't know if this is true. My mom heard. My mom did hear the scream. My parent heard this. Like my parents heard the scream right away. Uh, allegedly, my mom's friend in the neighborhood who lives like down the block, um, and not in the same not in the same like area at all, but like down the block, like around the corner. Um, apparently heard the scream from her house too. Um, broke my, broke my collarbone. Uh, I don't think I was. Do you remember how old you were then? Um, around nine-ish. I don't think I, I think, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't think I was in the double digits yet. Um, I don't remember. But definitely after that, I was, I was a lot less like. I, d- I didn't go outside quite as often, um, which is not to say like I mean I still was friends with, like with those people, but um, I didn't play outside as much. And and other things like um, at the time before long, I was like generally pretty like closed off in you know unrelated to like the the collarbone breaking. So I think in general that was just kind of like the beginning of the end of playing outside for me. Uh, but another I think another game that I really loved actually was. Um, there was a game on the Nintendo Entertainment System called the Miracle Piano System, and it was um, it was for NES. It was basically like imagine like a, a like an, an early 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 precursor to like Guitar Hero and um, Rock Band and stuff like that, where you you have um, a controller that is shaped like the instrument, um, and you you basically follow along with what's on screen. Um, Except the difference is that Miracle Piano System actually like was designed to teach you to play the piano, mm-hmm. um, and you can use the piano outside of the system. Um, my parents got it. So the way that toys worked for us, especially like growing up at that time, was that like Layla, my my older sibling, would get the new sh- the new cool shit, and eventually it would just like pass down, right? Um, or you know, one of us would get the new cool shit, but it was like for us to shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, for us to share. And we did get some individual things, but there were a lot of things that it was expected. It would get passed down or we would do it as a unit. And so uh, the NES was technically Layla's, but everybody played on it. Um, so, and and I don't remember Layla being as jized about the, the Miracle Piano System as I was like obsessed with the Miracle Piano System. Um, so much that like I, I cleared everything they teach you to do in the game, um, but they really kind of only take you to like a, a basic 101 level even with that. Uh, so I was like, I'm just going to take the piano because you could play the piano without the game. Um, and, I, and so I would play with it. And I remember one, um, you know, one of my favorite things to do was like listen to the radio and be like, can I just, can I replicate that song? Can I understand? Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's, that is how I first started playing. Um, that was how I first understood like concepts of like what, what makes a melody, what makes harmony, like what, you know. Um, and then I remember particularly like, uh, this, and then, and then we took it with us when we moved and, uh, this happened in the new place, um, that like we were getting ready for dinner and mom called us all to dinner and I was like at that piano, um, and I'd kind of like set it up on a corner on the floor. I don't know why I did that. Um, and I was playing with it, 
And mom called me again. Everyone else was at the table. Mom called me again. And then Layla yelled something at me like, it's not even yours and you're not even good at it. So just come over for dinner. Uh, And then I got all like upset about that. Uh, And then mom came over and was like, you really like that thing, don't you? Um, And I said, yeah. And she was like, well, um, if your grandparents could afford to get you a, a piano, do you want a real one? And do you want to learn how to play a real one? And I said, yes. Um, and yeah, uh, within, uh, I think it was in, within a, f- a, f- a year or so of that, uh, my grandparents uh, were able to get me um, an upright. Uh, it's still the one that I have in, in my parents' house to this day. And I uh, think I started taking lessons in like middle school or high school. Um, I'm trying to get the timeline right on it. So I think it was maybe, I don't even think it was that year that I got the piano. I think it was, um, I think I had to wait a while because pianos are kind of expensive. Um, and then by middle school, high school, I started to take piano lessons. And um, and that was that. Um, that's, does that answer the question? How about you? I love that. I love, I, well, I love both those stories. You know what? Yeah. They tell me so much. Um, uh, but I also love the fact that your career um, in music, your ability to kind of play the piano started with a game. Started yeah. with a toy. With video games. With a video Thank game. You. Yeah. I like, love that. So yay games. Yay, yay games. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I I definitely liked tag any mm-hmm. any kind of tag um, freeze tag I loved um, freeze tag and there's another one called uh, tunnel tag. What's that? Tunnel tag is that you know when you get um, tagged you get frozen and then to get unfrozen someone had to kind of um, kind of like uh, crawl through your legs. Oh, that's so cool! And so um, oh, that's so cool. that was fun. I would have played that. There was another one. What was it called? It was called. Okay, I'm not even remembered. So clearly, I, I started playing it later in life. In fact, I probably started playing it as an adult, working at day camp, day, daycare centers and summer camps. Um, oh, if you want to open it up to like games that like I have played with kids at summer camp, like as as an adult teaching them, it's on. I love it. Sorry, go ahead. But I do, uh, I do like like I was never really kind of big into the the you know like um, kickball games and. Mm. Um, whatever, kind of football, whatever, like, in the street or with the neighbors, like, uh, never did that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, running games I liked. Um, I did like kickball in school um, and dodgeball. And as far as, like, game games, we did play a lot of, I think, Monopoly. Um, I really like Uno and still like Uno. Yeah, Uno I do like Uno. And then we played a couple of, like, card games like War and um, Spit. Um, what's some of the other kind of like, oh God, kind I of like those spit. kind of fast moving, kind of yeah. really competitive games. I remember Spit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Blast from the past just now. We just crawled into a TARDIS and just, and hopped off to, to the 90s playing Spit. I don't even remember when we Golly. got our first kind of game system. Um, so we had uh, ColecoVision. Um, what is that? And think about ColecoVision is that you could play um, Coleco games and Atari games. And so... Um, you have an Atari? No. No. Um, we had ColecoVision. Did um, you play E.T.? But here's the thing. <laughs> I think we, from my recall, and uh, my brothers are listening, they can hopefully kind of correct me. I remember we had one, two, three, four. I'm thinking, okay. We had... Um, Oh, I don't remember any of the names. One was like a spaceship game. We did have a Donkey Kong game. We did have one with cats and dogs. Um, mm. Wow, I don't remember any of these games' names. You had Donkey Kong on Atari? It was ColecoVision. ColecoVision. <laughs> That's, but you could also play Atari. I'm trying to think. I'm like, where was there a Donkey Kong on ColecoVision? I had never heard. I'm like going to look this uh, up. A cartridge s- game? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, well, there was a Donkey Kong cartridge game, but like, I thought that that was Nintendo. Oh no! This is long before the, at least that the Nintendo game systems came out. Really? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what other ones. Do we not had. at me, any of my gamer <laughs> friends. Don't at me. Um, and I enjoyed it, but not as much as my my brothers were much better at it and got much more into it and stayed with it. Yeah. Um, and I just kind of fell off. Man, no, you know, you know what that reminds me of? There was this game. Um, I didn't have the game, but my neighbor and my my friend Kathleen had this game. Um, I think it was for the Super for the SNES. 
It was a Nintendo game, but it was a really early one. It was like it was called Decathlon, and it was a like sports game from NES. And the thing about it was that in order to to do it, um, I can't remember if there were different features. The the one that we used was was my favorite. You had like a mat that plugged in as a controller, in order to do things like run track. Um, awesome and and like even to do like to do jumps and stuff like that um and basically like you would run this this like whatever 100 meter race or something and you just like stomp real hard on the mat you're like running in place so freaking hard i was obsessed with that game um but yeah no my my and then my friend kathleen had it and i think we stopped playing because we you know the the pad like got worn out from all of the stopping nice. Um, sometimes if one of us would get lazy, I mean, like I loved the running of it, but sometimes if one of us would get lazy, we would just get on the ground and then start slapping the pad real hard because all it does is register the movement. So if you're just like, ah, like then it, it thinks you're running. Um, I love your kind of like <laughs> hacking of this poor kind of like the worst. Nintendo game. I'm the worst. Okay, but back to you. What was okay? Go back to. Col- You're gonna have to say it again for me. What's the name of the ColecoVision? ColecoVision. I don't know why I was gonna go Calorico. Calico. Tell me. Tell me about ColecoVision. Um, no, that was what that was. What I was saying is that we got them much. I don't. I don't remember how old I was when we got our first gaming system. Yeah. Um, but I didn't play that much, and I didn't enjoy it that much. Hmm. So that was, that was like for someone to grow up to have like an, an organization about like video games to not be that into video games, which is why I had a co-founder who was absolutely, absolutely into video games. Into video games. So um, so we kind of split up. And yeah, for me, yeah, my background was in therapeutic play and the therapeutic value of play. Okay, so why? My question now is, why are you a poser, basically? Because you don't play video games. Mm. Mm. Guess you're a poser. Wow, you like you like video games. Name three of their greatest hits. I Thank feel you. like we should kind of ask our kind of listeners, um, what are the best video games for people who don't like video games? Well, no, but, I mean that's not true because you do like certain video games. You like certain genres of video games because I you, think those are great video games. Them, for yeah, who don't like video games. But that, uh, okay, see, I think I think now we're just, now we're getting into semantics, because I think you love video games, you just love a genre of video games, right? Like, I love video games, I don't really like first-person shooters, mm-hmm. right? Does that, does that mean I don't like video games? No. It just means I don't like a particular class of video games. Um, and I would say the same thing for you, is that I think you like... Um, those sort of management style games, like, you would, you would probably like Animal Crossing, you really liked Spiritfarer, um... You like the sort of like the side scrollers that are like really visual and therapeutic, like Greece. Um, you like Journey. Um, like you, you do like video games. It's just like not. You're not gonna play Call of Duty, like, so. You know. Or I don't like video games. No, okay, I'm wow. <laughs> Here I am trying to validate you, and wow. <laughs> See what I have to deal with? Remember, if you want to play along at home, send us your answer at housewarmingpartypod at gmail.com and we'll read it on next week's episode unless Eddie's playing some fucking games. (laughs) That's it for Icebreakers. All right. So since this is our first podcast of the year, I thought that we could use it as kind of time capsule um, so that like at the end of this year or at the beginning of next year at the same time, mm-hmm. we can kind of compare what we thought 2021 was going to look like versus how it actually kind of turned out mm. and either kind of like marvel at our kind of prognostications of the future or kind of cringe at like how off we were how off we were or like sometimes i'll make a i'll make a resolution or something and look back and it's like did i really care about that do you have any new year's resolutions are you a new year's resolutions person um i would do like little like 12 simple steps for the next 12 months you know instead of an overarching resolution um because i like i never achieved resolutions like i Mm -hmm. you know um and so i'm like okay give myself like 12 attainable goals okay you know 
this month, can I move into an apartment that I like? Um, next month, can I like what? Um, like open a savings account, mm, or what, or whatever. Sometimes it's even less than that. Like one month, it's like, can I can I clear out my closet and see if I'm actually using all this stuff? And if I'm not, can I donate it? Uh, whatever. Um. So I, I tend to do that more than resolutions. Um, I don't even have those for for this year. Oh, really? uh, yeah, I was just because last year. I mean, last year I did it, and um, what it, it didn't didn't turn out so well. It was so funny because I didn't I didn't get I got about half and half. Um, I and would then say the, it's which I was like awesome. I was like oh okay, um, and then the other ones like in a lot of cases. It was like that uh, that Rolling Stones song, like you can't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes you find that you get what you need. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even the ones I didn't accomplish, I'm like, oh, but I did something kind of adjacent that was like more appropriate for like what I could do in a pandemic yeah. and more, and like that benefited my life, you know, b- it more. And so this year I, th- I think like what I really want to focus on is like what can't, what, what do I want to let go of from last year? And then what do yeah. I want to like let in this year? So it's like a letting go and letting in yeah. um, is going to be like, that's just what I'm going to call it. Um, you know, uh, so so I, I'm, I'm still thinking kind of a, about that. I have some early thoughts, but I need to think about like, what what am I trying to let go of of last year? What am I trying to let in? And and make those like actual tangible, actionable items. Because the, the thing about it that's really kind of like, uh, that's hard for me and and definitely why I would never think of making a resolution is like, who knows what's going to happen? Like, and nothing that I can like quote unquote resolve to do really seems to matter to me anymore. Like there definitely was a point in time where it's like, my resolution is to, I'm going to get an off Broadway role this year. And like, is that my dream? Sure. Who knows when that's even coming back? Like, why would I, why would I like aspire to like, set this goal for myself that I can't even obtain because of like life circumstances and then get down on myself for not being able to do it as if it's my personal failing. And, and, and that can be, it's, that is its own conversation really. Um, so, so I'm not even, I'm not even going to try and do that. I'm going to yeah. try and make just like small attainable things that really prioritize my, my wellness um, and my well being instead of like trying to be something more or or greater whatever that means i just kind of want to like take care of of who i am right now and let that person grow into something else and um and that's that's it for me what about you i i love that um Mm. you know it's so funny i was thinking today that i'm not much of a new year's resolutions person in the sense that you know coming up with putting pressure on myself to use an arbitrary date like January 1st to achieve something within an arbitrary timeline like a year however i am a fan of arbitrary <laughs> opportunities to make change and so any excuse that i have any milestone whether it's my birthday or um or lent or new years or um, or a major kind of like life change, like, oh, I just started a new job or I moved into a new apartment, uh, using that as an opportunity to kind of take stock of um, this is a moment. Um, let me look back for a minute and see how I feel about what's behind me. Let me look ahead for a minute and see what, how I feel about what's coming up. Mm. Um, and so that's how I kind of see New Year's, kind of like you described it, like, okay, um, not because it's New Year's, but because it's just another opportunity for me to kind of renew or revise uh, my kind of, not so much kind of goals, um, but some goals, some um, wishes, some dreams, desires, um, you know, reminding myself of who am I at this moment, mm-hmm. what brings me joy, what brings me peace, um, what's interfering with that, and is there something I can change right now or within a, a few months to kind of change that. Yeah. Um, so I love the fact, A, that we are doing this ritual at the end of the week, um, offering kind of white uh, flower petals to Gay My Jam as a way of kind of letting go of some things from last year and um, and declaring our intentions for the coming year. But I also love that it's just a new tradition for us. When do you... Um, 
I don't know. Do you, it's in the in the spirit of making this like a time capsule, I don't want to get too like I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. But like, do you have any predictions for twenty twenty? Um, predictions for twenty twenty. That's a good question because I would um, when we listen to this twelve months from now. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to differentiate my predictions from my from my wishes. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to have seen one show uh, by the end of 2020. Um, I would like to have traveled at least once by mm-hmm. the end of oh, say 2020. By the end of 2021. Yeah. Um, predictions. I I anticipate that it will be um, the country will be a mess socially leading up to the inauguration and following the inauguration. Um, I anticipate that it'll, the rollout of the vaccine um, will not only be kind of messy for a while, but will also kind of lead to people uh, being lax about their behaviors and that we won't flatten the curb at least. The numbers won't go down until late spring and then flatten probably till... I'm worried about the summer. Summer. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm trying to kind of like use our lessons learned from last year to kind of anticipate uh, this year. Um, the good thing about the summer this year is that people, um, I'm sorry, people were, uh, got some fresh air. Um, but it was, it was a tough summer. I anticipate that will be really tough again this year. Um in September, this is kind of wild to say. Um, Alex will be in college. Alex is my younger brother's oldest son. Mm. Um, that's happening. Um, I can't imagine what that'll, what that'll look like. I can't imagine what the rest of his senior year will look like. Um, so yeah, now I'm trying to think of like, what our summer? I would like to do a summer differently than we did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, figure out a way of getting out more, because um, I felt like this summer was part of what was hard about this summer is that we were inside a lot. Yeah. Without a good air conditioner for most of it. That's the truth. That's my prediction. We'll have a better air conditioner. Okay, that's true already. Boom. Do you have any predictions for our anniversary? Aw, it's gonna be our two-year anniversary. Well, I do think because of the pandemic, we'll probably still spend it inside. But you know, we'll we'll uh, find things to do. <laughs> <laughs> we had a family-friendly <laughs> show. Welcome to housewarming party. Um, no, we had a really we had a really good uh, anniversary last year indoors, just really spending that day with each other. And so, well, you know, we will do it again. I've already started a trans uh, transition. <laughs> Jesus. Well, that's true. Um, <laughs> Tradition on our anniversary of just like leaving you a letter to be opened the year, the year, you know, next year. It's in my so bedstand. You do my nightstand. You said that bedstand. <laughs> bedstand is a word you said. Um, have you have you read it yet? No. Good, because I actually half forgot what I said in it, and I, I half remember. And I'm like, oh god, it actually is going to be embarrassing, isn't it? When you open it up. I love the fact that it's it's our original time capsule. Yeah. Yeah. I do the same thing for you on, on Christmas. I've, I've already started, like, le- uh, 2019, I um, wrote you a little letter on Christmas. 2020, I wrote you a little letter on Christmas. Basically, I just, like, keep writing him letters. The difference is on, on our anniversary, I write him a letter to be read the year at, the, a year later. Um, so that's one tradition. I'm, I love, like, kind of creating traditions with you. I think I that, that that's, you know. So I, I think we'll have more of that. We'll definitely have more of that. I love the Did fact I answer that, the question? Yeah. Nope. I mean, <laughs> in terms of what to anticipate for our anniversary, I love the fact that our first anniversary was spent at home. Our second anniversary was spent at home. Maybe that's our, our new tradition. Every anniversary we will be spent at home. Well, our second anniversary is May. Yeah, we'll be at home. Oh, no, I was saying it might be. Like, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, knock on wood, it's not. But like, Oh, that's true. That's yeah, true. I'm saying I'm saying I'm afraid it might be because. Oh. Yeah, because coronavirus. Yeah. Yeah. Because and I was just saying that 
I predict that will be. Okay. I guess yes, we'll find out. Absolutely. I guess we'll find out. <laughs> we'll see who who gets the um, five dollars yeah. a year from now. Five dollars. No, I mean, okay. You know what? Fine. Um, and then I think that, like, you know, in terms of traveling, I would love to go travel uh, for the summer to like a friend or a family family member. Like, you know, when we went to go visit my parents and. Um, there was so much open space and really not as many people that we could we could walk. Yeah. Um, and I think that, that that was part of, like you said, that was part of the difficulty over the summer and the spring is that, you know, we were just inside the whole time. Um, and so, like, if, if we left, for, you know, if we pack up and we take the cats and we go somewhere for the summer, um, that... Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, like, maybe that's something we can do. Um, but no, I, I mean... One thing I would like to do more this year is just find ways to connect to people. Um, I didn't really find that last year. I think other people did better than I did. Um, 2020, I was really just trying to, like, stay afloat. Yeah. um, And figure out, like, what all of this means for me, kind of like most people were doing. Um, So, you know, now that I feel like I've got that a little more figured out, I'm like, okay, now how can I actually – I really miss people so much. And, um, you know, what are some ways of of staying in touch with them? You know, obviously, like I've said to you, you know, playing video games online with friends has been a way that I, you know, stay connected, but not all my friends do that. And so – what what medium like what do we do is this a zoom happy hour thing is this a i'll i'll see you when i see you like we'll go on a socially distanced walk or something or is it a call, call me when you get a chance kind of a thing you know so figuring that out is something that i would like to yeah. do um and that's something i agree that i also would like to do um yeah and would probably even kind of elevate to the level of a resolution of spending more time in person with my friends. Yeah. Um, because, I, you know, looking back on it now, although it's, you know, I can't correct uh, 2020. It was a different kind of situation. We were still kind of navigating all of this. But I think there are some creative ways that we can kind of see, see our friends um, mm-hmm. outdoors, masked, and all that stuff. Because I do miss my friends and my yeah. family. Me too. Um, you know, I, I would love to be able to get on a plane um, and go to Texas. Um, you still haven't met um, yeah. one brother of mine and that entire kind of like side of the family. Um, never my dad either. No. Um, I'd love to go to Maine. I haven't, I haven't been up to Maine in a long time. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, let's go. I can't believe you haven't met Vladimir yet. I know. How does it feel knowing he's my best friend now? <laughs> How does it feel? Wow. Knowing that I'm going to steal your best friend. <laughs> How about, um, is there anything that you, that like we did during quarantine that you want more of? That, was it all bad? Is there anything that, you know, came of it? Um, I have to say, I do like our walks. Mm-hmm. Um, I do like um, getting coffee and almond cookies in the morning um, at Corrado Bakery. I do like, um, I do like the dance parties. We'd like to do some more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's the Afro Fitness or the um, Just Dance, Just Dance, <laughs> which I think is hilarious and fun. Um, I I do like baking. I want to make more bread and um, stuff like that. Um, what else? How about you? Um, definitely the walks, uh, and, and this actually, like we started doing this in the pandemic and I'd, I'd love to do more of it cause it, I like, I like things that we do together. Yeah. Um, the things, basically the things that we have like, we have come up with to do together in this, in the pandemic, I, I would not change that for, um, for, for anything. I think that maybe like I would just add having a real housewarming party sometime when we yeah. can when we can safely do that. Um, How many guests do you think we'll have this year uh, on the show? This on the whole year on the podcast. So we do bi-weekly. That's 26 episodes. I bet we'll have like 10. Okay. I, do you I think? Agree. 10 sounds about right. 10-ish? Yeah. Yeah? What do you think? I think that's achievable. Awesome. Awesome. Is that a resolution? It's an intention. It's an intention. <laughs> Right, right. Where are you thinking about your job? Like, are you thinking about where by the end of the year, is there something you want to try? Is there something, I don't know, career-wise? Yeah, that's a good question, you know, because, you know, as I kind of mentioned 
probably on an earlier podcast, I left my last job right when the kind of lockdown started mm-hmm. um, and have been kind of um, doing work with um, Tony Lewis and Liberation Health Strategies. I love it. I love the work that we do. I love working with her. Um, I've, you know, I've, I've been looking for a mentor for a while, and I love that. I think she's kind of fulfilled that role. I just find myself, and I'm not just kind of sitting at her feet, but at the feet of all of the kind of the healers and the artists um, and kind of experts that we work with, learning about everything from, you know, how to manage a kind of pandemic to kind of, you know, nuanced ideas about um, equity, diversity, and inclusion um, to some really hard work. Um, working with uh, people who are grieving during in isolation during a pandemic um, to how do we address this and roll this out at the national level. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see where this all goes. I think my number one kind of intention for this year is to make room for more grace. Mm. Um, and as a, it's so funny, I was mentioning this the other day, as someone who grew up kind of fairly religious and has a master's in divinity, I always sort of grace as a, um, a religious term. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think it's become much more than that. It's about um, be, being patient and forgiving with myself um, and kind of just kind of rolling with things. Like things, like you said, may not happen the way we hoped or planned, but they may be better. Mm. Um, and if I can learn to kind of um, recognize and accept that, um, then I have a lot to enjoy in 2021. Where do you think our relationship will be by the end of 2021? Ooh. Where do I think our relationship will be by the end of 2021? Hmm. We will have been dating two and a half years. No, is that right? By the end of 2021, yeah. Two and a half years. Two and a half years. And have been living together almost two years. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that can't be right. Right? Because we moved in... In March. In March, but our anniversary is in May. Mm-hmm. So the difference... So, like, when you say... But if you say, oh, we would have been living together for almost two years, that's that's like... That's like a... It's like a year and seven, three quarters. Ugh, I, I take your word for it. Math. Um, yeah, but I agree. I agree. With what? No, I was just, no, I was just with saying With the that. math. No, that, that we're going to, you know, be even closer. So where, where, what else? Uh, do I predict about our... Okay, so when we open up this time capsule in, Janu- in January mm-hmm. 20... 22. Mm-hmm. Um, when we open this up in 2022, I think we'll still be here. Oh, yeah. Not like, oh, we're, we're still sheltering in place. No, we're, we'll still be in this apartment and we'll be celebrating another new year. And I'm, I'm so, you know, I'm not even going to put anything, you know, ascribe anything to it. I'm so, like, excited and curious to be like, I inevitably we'll be like, God, did I really say that? And... I'm kind of looking forward I'm to that. I'm looking forward to that moment. That's, <laughs> that's the thing that I'm like, we're going to have that moment and I'm going to be, I'm looking forward to it because I feel like whatever we will have like achieved will be something different but better in the same way that like plans always go awry because we live in hell. We, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but I love it. Exactly. Because I'm with you. The love of my life here in hell with me. 2020 was a hellscape. Was it though? Wasn't it though? I mean, we saw two shows last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we moved in together. Mm-hmm. Um, we celebrated our first anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, we dressed up as fawns for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, we traveled to Syracuse once, mm-hmm. um, Baltimore. Um, where we stayed for over a week. Um, it, I think a lot of, it was rough. But also a lot of awesome, pretty awesome, wonderful things happened. Yeah, but. So I wouldn't, I would put hell in a different category. I just think wonderful, wonderful things happened in hell. I don't know, like, we found love in a hopeless place, basically. <laughs> like, 
the situation around us was awful, and we made we had a and 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 despite that, like we had great times. Is yeah. what I'm saying. We're gonna have an, we're gonna devote an entirely um, other episode to kind of our theological interpretations of hell. Hell. <laughs> Literally Satan. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Happy New Year. Hey, Edward, have you checked the mail? Um, I actually did. Oh. And I would like for you to read it this week. Oh, yes. Because each week we'll select a letter or letters from our inbox and read them on the show. If you'd like to send us a letter, you can email us at housewarmingpartypod at gmail.com. And we'll read it on next week's episode. Our first letter comes from Lee. It reads, I know you guys live together, so I have a question about how you quarantine together. I'm not. I was going to say, poor Lee is going to be like. Poor Lee. I'm sorry, Lee. I know you, this is why we don't get letters. I know you guys live together, so I have a question about how you quarantine together. My best friend and I have been friends since college and roommates for a little over two years. We have tons in common, including mutual friends, and used to hang out together all the time before the pandemic. But I think the lockdown is starting to affect our friendship. We haven't gotten into any big fights yet. She, she put yet in parentheses. Um, but there seems to be a constant, oops, constant tension all the time and little arguments about stupid things like dirty dishes. We used to bro- oh, okay. We used to both work from home. But I lost my job in August and have been volunteering with a local mutual aid group and looking for a job since. Fortunately, I've been able to collect unemployment and pick up some gigs, so paying rent hasn't been an issue. But I think the pressure to make rent is one of the contributing factors. TBH, it hasn't reached a boiling point, but I guess I'm trying to keep it from getting there. I think you mentioned you both work from home, so how do you manage to keep the quarantine from affecting your relationship? Thanks. Lee, she, they. Ooh. Oof. Um, first of all, the fact that the the lockdown, I don't know actually where you all live, uh, Lee. Um, but first of all, um, the fact that we've sort of been locked down for almost a year now and it's starting to affect your friendship, like good – Seriously, good job being this patient, like, thus far, because I don't think I have the same patience as you. I'm just not a patient person. Um, Constant tension all the time and little arguments about stupid things like dirty dishes. What do you you think about that? Do you have any, like, immediate thoughts? Well, it's interesting, especially when I read that, you know, they've been kind of friends since college um, and living together for over two years. Mm. My first thought is that um, it sounds like... They built a really good foundation. Like for me, in any relationship, mm-hmm. um, the way you kind of handle tough times starts long before the tough times. Mm-hmm. And so I think whatever you know your friendship was like before, whatever your kind of roommate um, situation was like before, mm-hmm. it sounds like you have a good foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that there is a constant tension and that you're and you kind of whatever there's tension around like little things seems kind of par for the course in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Um, I just feel like, you know, work-wise, kind of relationship-wise, you know, everyone is just kind of tense. Tense. And it kind of comes out in these weird, unpredictable ways. And I think, I think for me, and I, um, and, you know, I think, and it's funny because you asked us not how you should handle it, but you asked us how, how we, we handle it. <laughs> I, yeah, I have, I have thoughts. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. And I think for me, I think a lot of it is just kind of like um, not trying my best not to take things personally or to kind of direct things personally because it's the pandemic. Mm. And so, you know, um, and so when things get hard and I think what's worked for us, not that we planned it this way, Mm -hmm. is that I think my bad days and your bad days don't always kind of coincide. Mm -hmm. Um, because if we were both going through tough things at the same time, Mm -hmm. outside of the pandemic, we would have other outlets and resources 
when it's just the two of us and our cats, it's hard. Mm. So the fact we kind of kind of take turns helps, and it's not like we planned it that way, but I right. think it helps. Um, I'm not sure if that makes sense or if that's some, or if you agree. Kind of. I okay. think I see what you're saying, but um, I kind of want to like the, the the way that they worded this. I think is so interesting to me. So it's I I think you mentioned you both work from home. So how do you manage to keep the quarantine from affecting your relationship? And I think that that's sort of based on the assumption that it just hasn't affected our relationship. I was gonna say that. Um, right. I, I was like. You know, and and I think that that's not. I'm not like, oh, how dare you? You got us all wrong. Whatever. Um, it's, and I think that that is such a common thing to like want, right? That you know, if the okay, the pandemic, the sheltering in place, um, to to sort of like resolve that, like this is not going to change me, and this is not going to, um, accept like. But what if it does though? Or, you know, or, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to, like, you're, you're way better with words than I am. So I'm trying to, like, put this in the right words where it's, um, like, if, if you know, shelter in place begins. Sorry, I just hit the mic. Let's say, like, first thing, shelter in place. We all locked down March 2020. And I say to myself, well, no matter what happens, um, I'm not going to stop being... Um, the Sammy who, like, uh, works X amount of hours doing X amount of jobs. Um, I'm not going to stop being the Sammy who, like, wants to produce content and book roles, and I'm not going to stop being the Sammy that's, like, really going to hustle to, like, be marketable as an actor. Um, And, you know, but, like, for... You know, for one thing, the industry has has really shut down. You know, I know that film and TV have, like, started coming back, and um, I personally don't feel safe doing some of that stuff, so I haven't haven't really gone out for it. Um, But even when I have, it's just, you know, the the industry really isn't back enough for me to be like, yeah, okay, I'm I'm definitely going to get a job. Um, And then even, even when it is, it's like, do I care more about the health and safety of myself and my loved ones, or do I care more about, like, ooh, maybe this will be my big break and I'll be famous? <sighs> do I care more about I need to make sure that I stay in shape and my hair is a natural color and, and it's, like, you know, and I need to be marketable all, all the time and I need to be really, like, beautiful and glamorous so they'll cast me. I'm like, I don't give a – I don't care because right now that that doesn't serve me. And so – and the same thing, like, I think is true. Like, what if I were to say – for for all of my friendships like oh I'm not gonna let this affect me like let's say I was living with you know living with you and be like I'm not gonna let the pandemic affect us um but the fact that all of a sudden we are living together non-stop um is not like uh, you know, knock on wood, I'm so lucky that it's not like I discovered anything about you, like, living together. That I was like, oh, he never told me this. And, oh, if only he would have told me, it would have been a deal breaker. Thank God that didn't happen. But, like, you know, I I, I feel like the way that they have, like, written the, the question, like, almost assumes that, like, we don't fight or anything like that. Well, that's or that a, we, don't ar- we don't, we definitely don't fight. We do argue sometimes. Yeah. But, like, I, I feel like the question, like, assumes that, you know, because we're, we're both around each other in constant proximity we found a magical way to keep it good all the time and i think and what's interesting yeah. i think and i and i and i, I agree for a couple things one i think our our situation is i don't want to say unique mm-hmm. but is um unique for us in the way that we moved in we hadn't we hadn't moved in together before the pandemic mm-hmm. so living together and being around 24/7 happened at the same time exactly like had we moved in a year before or a year later then we would have had a kind of a oh is this me getting used to living with someone or is this me getting used to living with someone 24/7 right and so i think for us we had to kind of learn both at the same time right but i think there is something to a you know when when you and i or you know um, when when they and their roommate kind of taught kind of experience this tension, this sense of we're the only ones kind of experiencing this. Yeah. Um, or particularly when you kind of know someone through kind of a podcast or through social media, you're kind of seeing their filter. And so it looks like based on the fact that we kind of, we 
kind of we kind of joke and um and get all kissy in our podcast mm. that this is what we're like twenty four seven. Um, and we're like this. To be fair, we're right. <laughs> to be fair, I like I. It's like living with my favorite person, you know. So so yeah, twenty three seven. It's it's great, and I think that like I mean I think we navigate difficult situations pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, I I personally I don't like going to bed angry. Um, so sometimes I will stay up and be like, we are talking about this because I'm just like, I'm, I'm not going to go to sleep having unresolved some things. Sometimes that can make me a pain in the ass, but most, I'm like, I just need to reach a point of understanding before I go to bed. Um, and I think for me, uh, a couple of things. One is I think having space literally is a big part of it. The fact that, mm -hmm. um, if we had a different living situation, this could be a lot harder if we were physically on top of one another. Mm. <laughs> like I okay. For you. <laughs> Let the record show. He paused and looked at me because he wanted me to make that sound. <laughs> so that's one. Um, I think we both, and I think we've been more kind of conscious of um, both what, uh, what I don't want to say triggers us, but what's makes us feel anxious. What um, mm -hmm. what that looks like in our bodies. Um, and what helps. And I think we've come to that over time. Um, I do remember kind of like um, late spring, early summer, that I was more, I needed to get out more, and you needed to kind of stay in more. Um, and so to me, I needed to walk. I needed fresh air. I needed um, sunlight. Um, and you needed not to be around people in our neighborhood not wearing masks. And yep. so we had to kind of figure out, okay, um, is there a middle ground or is there something that we do separately? Um, if I do this on my own, am I still kind of putting you at risk in some ways? And so I want to say that was hard, um, mm -hmm. but we um, had to talk about it. We had to experiment and kind of come up with something that kind of worked for both of us. Mm -hmm. I think something else that's really standing out to me, Lee, about your letter is um, I'm curious what the source of tension is. Um, we haven't gotten any big fights yet. There seems to be a constant tension all the time and little arguments about stupid things. Um, we used to both work from home, you said. So you already were around each other probably a considerable amount. Um, but I lost my job in August and have been volunteering with a local mutual aid group and looking for a job since. First of all, I'm sorry. Um, fortunately, I've been able to collect unemployment and pick up some gigs, so paying rent hasn't been an issue, but I think the pressure to make rent is one of the contributing factors. So I guess what I'm wondering is um, where, where that tension is coming from because it seems like the spending all the time around each other might not be the issue. Because it seems like you were doing that al already. Correct me if I'm wrong. Like, send a follow up if I'm wrong. Um, but, like, and 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 Eddie, like Eddie and Lee, like, correct me if I'm reading this the wrong way. But it's because they wrote Lee. It's because you wrote in your letter little arguments about stupid things like dirty dishes. The pressure to make rent is a contributing factor. I almost get the sense that it's like, is your roommate like pressuring you to like pick up the slack more around the house because you're the one without a job? Um, and suddenly they're on you about it when they should like really step off because this is an all too real situation for people right now and maybe they should consider themselves lucky they still have a job. Um, I guess like I'm, I'm wondering where the tension is coming from because I think that like that is probably the thing to address. I don't think that it's the fact that y'all are around each other all the time. Um, it doesn't sound that way to me personally. Uh, and so, like, please, yeah, clarify for me if I'm, I'm wrong, because it sounds like you were around each other a fair amount before, and then you, you lost your job, have been volunteering with a local mutual aid group, looking for a job. So you're probably still spending the same amount of time around each other unless, unless I'm, I'm missing something. It's, um, I, think it's, I think it's a good question. I think... Yeah. Um, and I, and I think for me, it, it is probably an, is the essential question is mm -hmm. um, when I read this, mm -hmm. it seemed like, oh, the tension is 100% pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, if, you, if, you, if you're fighting about dirty dishes, you know, that's almost, it's so minuscule. Um, 
And if it's not about the rent, if it's not about the things that you think you'd be arguing about, Mm -hmm. um, then it's probably just this kind of like kind of cloud that's above all of us. Yeah, like pent up tension. Um, Pent up tension. um, And because I think there is, and and the thing is, it goes back to what we're saying earlier. Mm -hmm. I have no point of reference for this. Yeah. Because I think there's a big difference between kind of spending a lot of time around someone when you live together. Yeah. Um, versus spending a lot of time around someone when you live together during a pandemic, because there's a big difference between kind of twelve, twenty-four, twelve, you know, mm-hmm. you know, half the time. Um, mm-hmm. And so, but then again, um, maybe that's kind of a point of kind of conversation, right? Um, you know, is is your roommate kind of putting kind of pressure on you in ways that they either may not realize, right, or are doing it very intentionally, right? Um, or are you feeling? Um, self-conscious about the fact that you feel like you're no longer because and I'm and I'm saying this from my own perspective, you know, mm-hmm. that you're not contributing enough because you know this pandemic makes me feel makes us feel like if we're not doing X Y right, Z, right, 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 we're not useful, we're um, right, we don't have value, we don't have purpose, and so this sense of you're paying the rent, um, mm-hmm. but the fact that it's even something you need to think about, um, and that you wonder if your roommate is thinking about, that's a lot. Yeah. And so enough for you to kind of talk yeah. to, if not talk to your roommate, talk to other friends, um, just to help kind of navigate. Yeah. This is what I'm feeling. I don't know where it's coming from. Yeah. I may not need to know where it's coming from for it to be legitimate. Yeah. But this is what I'm feeling, and I, and yeah. maybe that's enough to kind of have that conversation so that they say, "Oh my gosh, I agree with the same thing. I'm glad somebody said it." Um, and then it kind of diffuses it. Yeah, I, I hope so because I mean, like, this is your this is your best friend, and I would not want to see this like destroy a relationship that you've um, that you've had. I don't know how far out of college you are, so but you've been roommates for a little over two years. So I'm gonna guess like you've been friends for like maybe six or so years. Let's say like you met in freshman year, were friends the whole time, graduated, and then became. I don't. know. You've been friends for like a. a Somewhere between two and twenty. Yeah. Okay. 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 But like, regardless, I would hate to see you lose your best friend. Yeah. Um, I really do think that in this case, unless there's something I'm missing, and like, please follow up. I don't think the 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 fact that you're living together um, is an issue right now. I think that there's something else going on, probably on top of that. Uh, and I would want to figure out what that is and then be able to, like, navigate that with your friend um, so that you you stay friends. Like, don't let don't let something like this uh, tear you apart. Um, I hope that that helps. I, I don't know say if that's the, helpful. The only other thing I would kind of add to that yeah. is that the one thing that I'm not seeing is that um, nothing negative about the roommate or about yourself. Yeah. Um, like, this, yeah. this could have been a very different letter. Like, yeah. Girl, let me tell you, like you could have gone in like, oh, hmm, I love my roommate. <laughs> However, and they did this. And Ugh, they she leaves that, her hair all over the shower. Exactly. Ugh, she's so nasty. Or, or you could have like, you know, dropped some kind of like hint, like, oh wow, this is actually a really terrible person who's listening to our podcast. Right. But I don't get this. Like, it seems like you care about each other. Yeah. Um, it's you're going through a tough period together, and that hopefully will kind of make your friendship stronger. Yeah, I hope so. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, and thank you for listening. Yeah. It's really cool. Well, that's all the mail we have for today. So if you'd like to send us a letter, you can email us at hasomingpartypod at gmail.com and we'll read it on next week's episode. Now it's time for our Neighborhood Watch. Each week we'll shout out a person, an organization, an event, or something in our community that we think you'd like to know about. So historically, Sammy and I have really been excited to talk about grassroots organizations you may not have heard of. But today's shout out goes to your favorite bartender, or DJ, or drag queen, or that friend who's a dancer. To all the businesses you patronize, the bartenders who fetch you your ale, the bards who play you your favorite music, and your favorite queens of drag. A lot of folks in different industries have been out of work for a long time. And so um, Eddie and I, and probably people listening, uh, know a lot of folks in the arts and in nightlife in particular who have been struggling since the beginning of the pandemic and have no idea what to expect even after this is all over. So go to your Instagram or Facebook and find those local drag queens and DJs that you follow. Um, We will wait 
No, I'm kidding. Um, but go go there. Go fetch find, your Instagram. Find their Venmo or their Cash App. Um, right now, just kind of drop them some cash. If you have a friend who's a singer or dancer or artist, contribute to their Patreon. If you have a favorite bar, maybe they have their own GoFundMe. Actually, a friend of mine in California was doing that. Every oh, really? weekend, he would take the money that he would have spent at the bar, and he just gives it to the bars. Kind of <sighs> I like that. That's a good like, idea. That's a good idea. Um, drop them some cash. Make sure your favorite bartender can pay their rent. Mm. Or, heck, if you like our cover art, send a tip to at Wooly Bears. If you have Venmo or Cash App, or you could send some coins via Raven. Keep... <laughs> I'm so sorry, babe. Keep supporting those grassroots organizations, but don't forget to support individuals as well. So a, a little bit of cash can go a long way. Uh, so if you know somebody that deserves a shout-out, individual organizations, email mm. us at housewarmingpartypod at gmail.com, and we might feature them on the show. That's today's Neighborhood Watch. That's going to do it for us this week. We'd like to thank Jace Move at the J Squad for letting us use his remix of the Jefferson's theme song. Check out their website at jsquadbeats.com to learn more. We'd also like to thank Wooly Bears for designing our cover art. You can find him online at woollybears.com, that's woollybears with a Z, or on Instagram at, at woollybears. Housewarming Party is proud to be a part of the Gabers Podcast Network, which is bringing LGBTQ plus content and listeners together. To learn more, visit gabersagency.com. And if you missed any of that, don't worry. It's all in the show notes. If you like what you're hearing and want to support our show, please tell a friend about it. Better yet, you can rate us on Apple Podcasts. Positive ratings boost our show and help others to find it. So until next time, I'm Eddie. And I'm Sammy. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.